to all of God's kings and queens from around the world. Welcome to Journey with the Queen podcast. As in life, we are all on a journey with many interesting detours. As we go throughout life, we are in the continuous process of changing and developing over time. This podcast is focused on relationships, finances, and real life situations. I am your host, April Love, a trailblazer, entrepreneur, and a woman of the Most High God, who believes that if you keep Jesus first place in your life, you will be resilient. Let's take a journey through this episode. Welcome back to another episode. This is April Love, and you are listening to Journey with a Queen podcast. I want to thank you all for listening. All of you new subscribers or new listeners, I want to thank you so much for tuning in and welcome back to everyone else that's been listening to Journey with a Queen. In today's episode, I am coming to you to talk about comparison. Comparison was on my mind this week from some stories that I was reading in the Bible and then also some comparisons that were explained to me through um, a, a job that I work at where they are doing a lot of comparing to other people. And I thought that this would be a great topic to talk about this week. And so I won't hold us up. I'll jump right into the topic and hopefully you'll find some takeaways from this discussion and maybe you can apply them to your own life. And I'm hoping that God would speak to you and the Holy Spirit will convict you even if you have comparison in your heart. Um, Because comparison, as we all know, is the thief of joy. And so this quote, you may know it as, Um, comparison is the thief of joy. Theodore Roosevelt was who put this quote out um, some time ago. And it definitely is true. It's not actually a Bible verse, but it is a quote. And I believe that comparison does steal your joy because it makes you want what someone else has. It can have you comparing yourself to another individual to another situation. You can compare yourself to, or your own situation to someone else's situation. So I do believe that comparison is the thief of joy. And I'll talk about some Bible reference that I believe that will be helpful to you all today. Um, And then I also, like I said, wanna give you an example of why you should not compare. And this will come from a business um, subject. So what is comparison? Comparison is a consideration or estimate of the similarities or dissimilarities between two things or people. It it is also the formation of the comparative and superlative forms of adjectives and adverbs. That's just coming from out the dictionary. So what are some examples of comparison? You may say she's a lot more intelligent than him. That's a simple comparison. Another comparison can mean someone that looks similar, but they're two different people or two different things. That's comparison. What does the Bible say about comparison? In 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 12, 
I'm reading from the King James Bible and it says, for we dare not make ourselves of the number or compare ourselves with some that commend themselves, but the measuring themselves by themselves and comparing themselves among themselves are not wise. So the Bible is pretty clear and it says that we're not wise if we compare ourselves. So I'm going to talk from a personal perspective. What I notice with some people is that when they compare themselves, it gives them frustration. It makes them have all these different feelings that are not natural feelings. And so we're going to use Instagram for an example or social media in general as an example. A lot of times you look at social, social media and say, wow, how did this person get where they are? Or you may say, you know, that you may have done something that you feel like should be, um, you should be in that person's place because you've done a whole lot more. And you may look at yourself as the same or doing the same things that that person is doing. So that's comparing. And what that does is it makes you frustrated and makes you, you know, have all these different emotions, negative emotions, because you're comparing. When you don't know that person's situation, you don't know what that person went through. You don't know much about that person that you're comparing yourself to. So it's a bad idea to compare because you don't ever know what a person went through to get where they are. And I noticed that like a lot of young people um, try to do the things that they see other people doing on Instagram. That's still comparison. And it's a trap. So I would say, you know, not to compare yourself. And I'm going to touch on a few um, Bible um, examples that I've been reading over the last month or so about different people in the Bible and how they compared themselves and how it affected them. But before I do that, I want to talk about the business side of comparison, what I've experienced working and what I've heard. And it just made me want to talk about this conversation a little bit more. So I am a tax professional. I'm an accountant by day. And so in my work space, I talked to a lot of people and it's not like it was just one or two calls. It was multiple calls that had the same issue. And I tried to be as straightforward with grace and explain why you should not compare. So this is, I'm talking about taxes. Okay. And so just follow me, follow me because I'm going somewhere with this conversation. So a client called and said, Hey, I just want to know why is my refund so low? Meaning like it was less than $100, right? And so everyone's situation is different. It's what I always tell everybody when it comes to taxes. Don't ever compare your tax situation to another person's tax situation and having the expectation that you're supposed to get what another person is getting. Don't compare. That's the bottom line because you don't know what another person has on their tax return that is helping them to get a larger refund than what you're receiving. So for an example, this person was um, single, was their, their filing status. So that means it was just them on the return. 
the person covered their tax liability just by the amount that they were getting as a refund and they were basically just getting the difference back. So she had no credits, she had no deductions, she had nothing to help her. She just had her W-2 income and her filing status was single. She had no school, no contributions to like retirement accounts. These are things that will help you to generate a refund. However, she had none of this. And she said to me, well, this is not fair because my sister is getting $6,000 back, something along those lines. And what I explained to the client was, well, what is your sister's tax situation? Because I'm sure it's different from yours for her to be getting $6,000 and you to be receiving, I think it was less than $100. And she said, oh, well, she has three children. And I said, okay, stop right there because that is the reason she's probably getting $6,000 back. If her income is low and she has three children, without having to do a whole lot more, she's automatically going to get what is called earned income tax credit if her income is low and she has three children on her return. So you can't compare yourself to your sister's return because you don't have what she has. So it goes back to the point that I just made earlier about the social media. You can't compare yourself to someone else when you don't know what they have that makes them look a certain way. You don't know what that person went through to make them look a certain way. You don't know much about this person to compare yourself to this person thinking that you should be where this person is. So this is a great example from business to compare to social status that it's not a good idea to compare yourself. So the bottom line was I told her that, you know, having children, which is helps you to get credits and deductions and, and um, that will help you to produce a refund versus in her case, she had nothing to help her. So she understood what I was saying and where I was coming from. And, it, and she felt, I guess, a little bit relieved when I explained it to her in the way that I did. And I even told her, I said, you know, it's not good to compare because you see how you were expecting a large refund comparing yourself to your sister when your sister has things on her return to help her get money when you don't. And she was like, yeah, you're right. So I, I kind of looked at it as if she was like, a daughter or, you know, like someone that could relate to what I was saying and, and, and saying it with grace so that she would understand. And she was okay. She understood after, after I explained it to her. So I was happy about that to make her feel good. And I, and I feel that she was happy to understand. So that was what I experienced this, you know, this month talking to a couple of clients as far as, don't compare yourself to someone else's tax situation because you don't know what that person may have done on their return. Sometimes people put fraudulent stuff on their return that will help them to generate a large refund. And so you don't want to do that just to get a large refund and then you get audited and then you're in trouble. So these are just some things that I want to point out as far as comparison is concerned because comparison is... Uh, it's a, a killer of joy, but it also gives you all type of other negative emotions that you would try to, you know, want to avoid. So that was the um, comparison trap in business that I was 
experiencing this month that I thought would be a good example to share with you all. And so now I just want to touch on a few Bible stories where there were a lot of comparison that caused envy and things like that, that I feel that will be helpful to you all. One story is Esau and Jacob. So as we all know, they were twins. They were born into rivalry. Even before they were born, God had already prophesied to Rebecca, their mother, that there was going to be two nations. There were two nations in her womb and two people were from within will be separated. One would be stronger than the other. The older would serve the younger. So that's comparison in a sense of there was already a, a war inside of her womb. And then we know the story of Jacob and Esau that um, they were from a dysfunctional family, but Isaac favored Esau, right? And Rebecca favored Jacob. So there was always kind of like a war between the two brothers. And one brother compared himself to be better than the other brother. So Jacob took advantage of the situation as far as his, um, his brother Esau being hungry from hunting when he was out hunting. And so there was always a bunch of back and forth with the two brothers that caused a bunch of confusion, all basically stemming from comparison. One mother and one father choosing one child over the other. Another example in the Bible is Leah and Rachel. Leah and Rachel were sisters. They were a set of sisters and they compared themselves to each other and ended up filled with envy. So Leah was fertile while Rachel wasn't, right? We all know that Leah can have a lot of children and Rachel, Rachel was desperate to have children. And she couldn't understand why God blessed her sister in the area where she still remained barren. So they did a lot of comparison, which caused envy. So comparison can cause negative feelings, like I stated earlier in the beginning of the podcast. And so um, another example is um, Saul and David. Saul and David were be David was being compared. Um, the Israelites had asked for a king and they wanted to be like other nations and God chose Saul. So comparison has been going on for a long time and it can cause, you know, things like jealousy to grow. So Saul became very jealous of David and, you know, Saul constantly compared his own situation to David's. He saw that once he had, once he had, um, he, what he had, he lost, right? And that David began to grow in popularity and it seemed like that God was blessing David and Saul felt like, you know, the tables had turned and that he was no longer in the spotlight, but it was David's turn to shine. So those are just some examples. And then if you all remember the prodigal son in Luke chapter 15, where the older brother of the, the father um, was out in the field when he heard the celebration of the younger son coming back and he was angry. He was mad at his father because his father went all out for him for the younger brother who was coming back. And so, again, he was comparing himself like what, like maybe what did he do wrong that the father favored him? And so 
we definitely need not to compare ourselves. And then the last one that I want to mention, this is a very known and popular Bible story as well between Cain and Abel. Cain and Abel, they had all kinds of issues, you know, and God was pleased with Abel's offering, but not Cain's. And so Cain killed Abel due to, you know, jealousy, due to, you know, probably comparing, thinking that, you know, he should have, his, his offering should have been accepted just like his brother's. So I just wanted to give you guys some information or some examples of how comparison was happening even in the Bible and that the bottom line is that we should not compare ourselves because everyone's situation is different. Everyone's process is different. What one may go through to get what they have, the other, another person may not have to go through that. But don't compare yourself to someone that you don't even know you know, what their story is, because comparison leaves bad and negative feelings. Um, and so what are some ways um, not to compare? What are some ways? So one way that I know to be very helpful is to fix your eyes on God and not on yourself or other people. When you fix your eyes on God, then it's easy like if your eyes are fixed on yourself, then you're going to see all kinds of problems. You're going to see lack in your own life and things like that. But becoming too introspective means that you look inward instead of looking at God, who is bigger than you, your situation, your circumstances. So if you focus on God, then you won't have to compare yourself to other people because you're focused on God, who is the one that, you know, has has your life already planned out? You don't need to fix your eyes on any other person and compare yourselves and, and what they're doing. Um, Caleb and Joshua, you guys remember them in, in the book of Joshua that they were sent out as spies and they had their eyes fixed, you know, other places and they didn't see themselves as grasshoppers or their enemies as giants. Instead, they saw God and all he had done for them previously. So they didn't compare. They looked to God. God told Caleb, or, or let me say that, Caleb told the people, be quiet and listen to Moses, Caleb said. Let's go now and take possession of the land. We should be more than able to conquer it. That's in Numbers 13, verse 30. But the point of reading that is, is that Caleb and Joshua you know, they were focused on God. So that is something that we need to do. Focus on God. We also could recognize God's grace in our life and get out of that entitlement mentality. A lot of people feel so entitled and the tendency to compare can often come from a sense of entitlement. We believe that we deserve the same opportunities or things as other people and demand our rights, but that's not always the case. That's not true. We can believe that other people who are not as fortunate as us don't deserve certain things. When we don't get what we want or others get what they don't deserve, we believe things are unfair. So if we keep our focus on God and if we recognize God's grace in our own life, then it will keep the, that entitlement, that sense of entitlement out of our lives. Um, another way is to be grateful for what you have and be grateful for what God has already given you. 
gratitude takes us very far. So if we focus on God's grace and the things that he's done for us and being grateful for the things that he's, you know, doing and that is he's going to do, you know, that will help us to um, not compare ourselves to other people. Another thing is we can rejoice when God bless other people. We can be happy for those people. We can be, you know, we can we can definitely root them on and give them blessings um, when God bless them. And so these are just some things that I feel that will help us not to compare. If we're grateful, then, you know, it's harder to compare. If we try to see other people's needs and bless them, that will help us from comparing ourselves as well and to focus on, not to focus on lack. Um, then everything tends to come together. And one last point. Don't turn the thing you desire into an idol. It's good to pray for certain things that we desire, but don't let that consume you. Don't let that be the entire reason for existence, right? So God hate, hates idols. So let's just say, for an example, you really, really want to get married. Don't focus on really, really wanting to get married. Focus on God. And if he put that desire to be married in your heart, it's going to happen in his time in any way. So you don't have to focus on, you know, Whatever that thing is for you, you don't have to focus on it and turn it into an idol. So I hope that this was helpful to someone who may even be comparing themselves to someone else that, you know, it's not worth it. We are not supposed to covet. That's one of the sins in the Bible that we're supposed to stay away from. We're not supposed to want something that someone else has. Um, the word of the Lord says in one of the, it is one of the 10 commandments. You shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife or his male or female servant, his ox or his donkey or anything that belongs to your neighbor. So your neighbor is not necessarily your next door neighbor, someone that lives next to you. A neighbor is anyone, anyone other than yourself. So a neighbor could be a friend, a neighbor could be someone that you don't know. A neighbor can be someone that you do know. But the point is that we're not supposed to want or desire something so strong that it can be turned into an idol that you covet it and that you start comparing yourselves to others, you know, because you want something that someone else had. So, um, like I said, I hope that this was helpful to you guys. It was definitely, you know, an eye opener for me, um, how easy it is to compare and comparing again, it's the, the thief of joy. It makes you feel some type of way when if you were not comparing yourself, then there's a possibility that you would not feel that way. So just be grateful in your moment. Be grateful to God for what he's doing for you, what he will do and what he has done. And I will talk to y'all on the next episode. I pray that this bless you. If you like, you can share it. If you feel led to share it with others, I would be so grateful for that. And you all take care until next time. Shalom.